Well, let's dive in it back into the Word of God this morning as we continue walking through Philippians. And we skip chapter 3 uh, as we have been in chapter 3 here recently uh, within a year. So I didn't want to go back in chapter 3. So we're going to jump that and be over in chapter 4 this morning. And I love this portion of, I just love this book actually. I'm having fun walking through it, studying through it. Uh, my daughter Avery sitting on the front row, she always says that like one of my jobs is writing papers, uh, which would be my sermons. And I love studying the word. I love getting into it. I love reading commentaries and seeing what other people say about the word. I love just reading it, right? You can just read it and then you start to learn and you start to see it more in a different light. And you're like, oh man, God is so good what he does and how he moves. And that's what we are in the middle of walking through Philippians, where Paul is in prison. I think that's super important. What you're about to hear, what you heard a few minutes ago, this is not some guy in like the, the mountaintop experience of his life. Although I think every experience for Paul was somehow he made it in a, a mountaintop experience. I'm not sure. But you wouldn't think of prison as good. And their prisons were not prison here in America where we have to be sure that everyone gets cable TV or else, you know, that would be really bad, right? That's not what was going on here. This was legit. This was no good. This was people uh, that, I mean, just uh, not getting what they need is what Paul was living in. And then he could say rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Like, that's Paul. That's what he was walking through. You could say when he thought he was going to be martyred, he mentioned multiple times as we look through Philippians. And he's saying rejoice. God is so good. He's saying, well, we just saw, get your relationships together. These two ladies that are quarreling, get it together. God's so good. Get it together. Let's make it happen. He's saying, let the goodness of God come out of you. And that's what we get to look at this morning. And so we're going to dive in. Verse 1, stand in Jesus. Therefore, my brothers whom I love and long for my joy and crown, stand firm thus in the Lord my beloved. When we think about this conversation, we think about what is being spoken here. Number one, the Philippians, this book was not about all these horrible things. There were others, Corinthians, other churches where there was problems. This church was his crown. And not like sitting on uh, a king's chair crown, but like his reward. Like he's saying, you church, you are doing what God has called you to do. You church are accomplishing what God has for you. He's saying, come on, I am so encouraged when I think about you, when I hear about you, when I write to you, I am so blessed by you. And he tells them, continue to stand. Think of Paul, he's in prison because he has preached Jesus. He's saying, keep preaching, keep standing, keep believing, keep moving. And how can that be? Only one way is to stand in Jesus. There's only one way when things don't look like you want them to look is to stand in Jesus. There's only one way when your body's not doing what it's supposed to do, uh, you stand in Jesus. There's only one way when relationships don't seem right, you stand in Jesus. There's only one time when in your life everything is falling apart and you say, Lord, there's only, there's only one thing I can do. I have to stand firm in Jesus. Because in anything else, it's quicksand. In anything else, it's wobbly and shaky. But he's telling the church, no, when we're going to stand in the Lord, we must stand in the power of Jesus upon his word. We must stand on him. Stand firm in the Lord. Now, we, uh, we were out at, in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, 
Uh, we had a blast. It was so much fun a few weeks ago. Uh, but one day we went and we're like, we want to go do this hike, which I've learned our kids, they're going to complain the entirety of the way, the whole way there, most of the way back, and then about the last like half a mile, somehow they're going to get some second energy and then act like they love the whole experience. That they're like, this was great. Like, I'm like, why don't you just not complain the whole time then? I need counseling, I think. I'm not sure, but whew. anybody, uh, yeah, we've got parents in the room. It's like, wow, okay. Well, we went to Chimney Rocks, and our Chimney Tops, or whatever it's called, and uh, it was awesome. We got to a place, and we may or may not have had to go around a sign to keep going and to get to it and to climb it, but that's all right. Don't, don't tell anybody. Um, we did that along with hundreds of others. Now, young people in the room, because the crowd does it, don't do it. I probably shouldn't have shared that, but hey, uh, it was awesome. We, we went there, and we went to this thing. But when we got to the end of it, I had a great, uh, there was just a moment. Anybody been to Chimney Tops at, in Gatlinburg in the room? Oh, my family has. They just were there. Maybe. I don't see. Maybe back there. There's one, maybe a couple in the room. When you get to it, it is just kind of a straight up, it looks like a slick piece of, of slate almost, of like rock that you just are going to go up the side of it, you hope. If you don't go up the side of it, then you'll kind of fall off the side of it if you slipped, and you would just be very hurt, let's say, maybe dead. I mean, that's kind of your thing, is going up it or not doing very well. And we were a part of this. We start going up, and you realize real quick, there are places that you step that are firm. You can see. They're not going anywhere. They've been there a long time. But there's other places where it's like it is chipped away a little bit, and you step on that, and it gets a little shaky. Because all of a sudden, there's nothing firm underneath of you. At one moment, I had to talk my wife into, we're going to be all right. No one's going to die. And I'm like, Lord, don't let any of us die, please. Because that would, I don't know how you come back from that conversation. It's going to be fine. Well, never mind. We have now four t- children, not five, but I, I don't know. But we made it. We went to the top. We made it happen. And it's like every step, just look where you're stepping and then continue on. But it was weird because normally if you climb rocks like that or if you're going up, Normally going up is easier than coming down. Like coming down, generally, it just is more difficult. You can see what you're doing when you're going up. It's right here. You see this much. When you go down, you see the whole hill and all the trees and all the fall-offs and all the everything, right? So we start going down. And in this case, I told some people as we were coming down, it's actually easier to come down than go up because you could see every step, every foothold. It was like there were little steps almost. When you went up, it did not feel like that. It did not look like that to your eyes. And there's something about understanding. When we stand firm in the Lord, he shows us the step. And it does not mean that it's just a flat, concrete floor, that everything is like perfect. Anybody in your life ever not been a flat, concrete floor? There might be some steps, and there might be some ledges, and there might be some things. But when we step firm in the Lord, we're not going to step on the dirt and the gravel and the rock that's coming off. That's not firm. We're going to step firm into the Lord and just coming down. It almost looked like stairs. You could just kind of step from place to place and you could see what God had created in his creation. You could see it and you could walk down it in our spiritual life. Am I stepping firm? Am I walking in the Lord? Because you move a few feet off of kind of where people had been and it wasn't quite so firm. And we are called to walk in the Lord. And Paul's saying, before kind of helping these ladies, before talking, before continuing to rejoice, stand 
firm in the Lord because if you get off track of that, it's going to be difficult. If you get off track, it's not going to work how you want it to work. There's only one path to firm footing in your life, and that path is Jesus. And first, that's it. Today, you have to decide, is Jesus my firm path or is something else? And that's a huge question. In our day and age, there's helps and there's self-helps and there's, there's lots of things that may be able to help us. But if Jesus is not the foundation at the bottom of it, I don't care about medication or people or counselors or anything else. Jesus has to be the basis. He's got to be the bottom. God can use other things and other people and all of these things. But if Jesus is not the firm foundation, we're never going to feel firm. We're not going to be standing firm because it's on Jesus. As we continue on, I think we see we need to agree in Jesus. So stand in Jesus, agree in Jesus. These two ladies uh, were in a little bit of a spat, you could say. We don't get the details. Anybody, sometimes you just want the details. If you want too many details, you might need, do you gossip? I'm, you know, I don't know. Like, we don't want too much, right? But I'm just, just throwing out there. Um, there's these two ladies. She says to agree in the Lord. Yes, I ask you also, true companion, we're not sure who, but help these women who have labored side by side with me in the gospel. Now, it's pretty easy. Like, just agree. I think that's what he's saying. Whatever's going on, agree in the Lord because your spat or your quarrel or your issue, I think he's saying isn't actually probably that big of a deal when you think of the goodness of God and the agreement we have in the Lord, then even if we disagree over here, who cares if we ever agree over here? Let's just not go there if that's what we need to do and instead say, Lord, we agree in almost everything. So Lord, help my heart. Forgive me if I need to forgive. Let go if I need to let go. I don't have to be right. My pride doesn't have to come out. And instead, Paul says, agree in Jesus. Agree in him. There's something about when we stand on him, then it's easier to agree and to be in him. Because if I'm on him, it's really difficult to walk a life of hate or, or jealousy or pride against somebody else. Because I, I start walking away. From Jesus, I start getting off the path. I start getting into the dirt and the gravel on the side of chimney tops when all of a sudden I'm like, child, come back, don't, uh." real fast, just to, parents in the house, I used to be, have no fear of heights. I used to have nothing. Now my kids get on a roof and I like, like my stomach hurts. Like, I'm like, what is wrong with me? So five kids on the top, like climbing this thing, I'm like, I don't feel all that easy. I feel a little like I could throw up. I'm like, what has happened to me? Right? Like, what is going on? Personally, no problem. Let's do this thing. Although, five levels of scaffoldings these days, I'm like, I, I don't like that very much. So, something happens. But Lord, give me firm footing. And Lord, let us be on firm footing. Where we're not like, oh man, that person, I know they're over here. They're more worried about their issue or their problem or their situation. No, let's agree in Jesus. These two that are named by name. And then Clement, who is named, would you rather be these two ladies that are named? Or would you rather, that for their problem, for their disagreement, or would you rather be the other one that gets named by name, whose names are in the book of life, who have worked side by side with me in the gospel? I'm like, Lord Jesus, I want to stand on your truth I can't get put in the Bible. That part's done. But Lord, in, the, in the, the story of history, not 
yeah, Kenji, he followed the Lord. His name's going to be in the, the book of life. And so are theirs, but they have disagreement and there's problems. That's what I want my name in because God's used me. And I want your name spoken of and thought of, not because of a disagreement, but because I stand on the word. You stand on the word. You're growing. You're letting God take you to new levels. You're letting the word of God become real and powerful in your life. There's something about understanding when I agree in the Lord, then I'm not going to be found to be in disagreement with all of my brothers and sisters. But instead, I'm going to agree and walk in him. And I'm going to work through the issues and the problems and the situations of my life because I agree in the Lord. And his firm foundation, the firm footing is not going to allow me to be out in the weeds. It's not going to be allow, allow me to get in a place where I'm against and bringing dissension to my world and specifically to my church. There's only one way to security. There's only one way, and that is Jesus. We stand in him. We agree in him. The firm foundation, the security of our life is only in Jesus. In our area, in our environment, in our culture, I would say just America in a lot of times as we would think. We think of security, in fact, when we go to Gatlinburg or we go on vacation or we go on trips, uh, I have to be careful because I'm always like, I want to go back to Dublin, Ohio. I like that we have curbs. Anybody go a place without curbs? You're like, we need curbs. How do we not have curbs here? Now, all of you think less of me now. I'm just being real. I'm just, just being real. Like, we need curbs. This is where I've grown up. This is where I am. Like, we, we all of a sudden realize, Lord Jesus, it's not security because I have curbs or a nice house or nice locks on my door or nice whatever it might be. No, my security is in Jesus. And if I begin to think how I feel and what I think, and I need to be sure that we don't know if McDonald's is McDonald's because, I mean, Dublin, you don't, you're not sure what it is, right? There's no signs, basically. Like, that is not what security is. That's not what makes life nice. That's not what should make us feel good. We stand in the Lord. We stand in Jesus. We stand upon him. He brings security. And if we're looking for security anywhere else, we will always be disappointed. If we're looking for security in that next thing, it will break at some point. It will not give you what you want. When we look and we give it all to Jesus, and we find our security in him, then no matter what happens, no matter what the situation is, my footing does not change because something else happens. My footing doesn't change because my car is now destroyed. My footing doesn't change even if my house burnt down. My footing doesn't change even when tragedy comes because, Lord, I trust you. I stand on you, and I'm going to remain true to you, which means, Lord, no matter what takes place, I stand upon your goodness. My security is found in nobody else but Jesus what Paul is calling the church to. Calling these ladies, agree in the Lord. Find security and safety and agreement in the Lord. Agreement that your name is going to be found in the book of life. And that's what we, that's it. Really, that's it, Lord. We're, someday heaven is going to come. What we just sang about, I love these new songs. I've been listening to them on repeat. Uh, if you're like, I don't know how to get to them, on our website, just go radiant.family. At the bottom, there's like a button you push. It'll pull them up for you. I love it. Why? Because it's singing and with and then joining in with the angels, singing of the goodness and the greatness, the holiness of God, of who he is. I want my worship to be about who he is, singing to him. He, you are great, God. 
You are good. Our safety, our security, who we are is found in him. And when that happens, then the next several uh, portions here can happen in our life. We can rejoice in the Lord always. And not only rejoice, he's in jail once again. He's in a icky place. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Come on. I don't care what the situation looks like. He's telling the church, I don't care what it looks like. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in him when it's good and when it's bad. Rejoice in him when it's easy and when it's hard. Rejoice in him when you're free and when you're in jail because when you're in jail with Jesus, you're still free because he's with you. Nothing can lock you down. The goodness of God moves. What a gracious God we serve who makes delight a duty and who commands us to rejoice. It's not something, well, I don't know if I should be happy in my life. No, he says rejoice. He says make it happen. There should be things in your life, delight that word that come forth from you. And today, if your life, uh, uh, Zoe, I love what you spoke just a little bit ago. If it's all down, if it's all whatever, no, we must turn that around and say, Lord, I might need you to do it again which might mean I've got an issue or a problem. means I might not know what to do, but I know you're going to do it. And I'm going to walk in delight. I'm going to walk in joy, even in the midst of the battle, even in the midst of the problem, even in the midst of not knowing what to do or where to go. It is going to be incredible. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. Whew, come on, anybody? Anybody need help? Lord, let my reasonableness be known to everyone. When I'm rejoicing in him and standing on him, when I'm agreeing with him and in him, all of a sudden people should know that if we're going to have a conversation about it, we're going to be able to have reasonableness. People are going to know me. They're going to see that. Do people see reasonableness in your life? If maybe you struggle, it might be, Lord, I need some of that delight. I need some of that joy. I need some of that rejoicing. Lord Jesus, I need it to show up in a new way in who I am. Let it be known to all men. The Lord is so good. He's at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Even while you need, even when the season when you might have things to be anxious for, he says, don't be anxious. Let your requests be known to God. And then it's God's. And this is what we struggle. I, I, maybe I struggle. Maybe this is what you struggle with. Is, Lord, I have a problem. Guess what? There's problems. We're allowed. Lord, I need your help. Lord, would you bring wholeness? Lord, would you give direction? Would you give guidance? But what we struggle with is then saying, Lord, I'm not going to be anxious in it because I can't do anything about it sometimes. Maybe we have steps and we should do those. But Lord, I am not going to just ask you to do it. I'm going to give it to you. And then I'm going to let you be God and I'm going to be your child. My kids come to me. I want an airsoft gun. I want a, a Bible. Yeah, I'll say, that's wonderful. Like, I love it. That, that's a good one. Like, for Christmas, you know, whatever. And then it's like at some point, okay, I don't want to hear another word about what you want. I've got it. Any, any parents, like, I've got it. I don't need to hear it again. In fact, now the more you talk about it, the less likely you're going to be to get it. Because I just can't handle it anymore. Now, with God, we can keep asking, that's fine. But there's a moment when I have to let my anxiety drop because I've given it to you, Father. I've done what I can do, and now I don't need to be anxious. That's what we're being told. Don't be anxious, but let your request be made known to God because now it's over. You've given it. Lord, help us. 
to be a people that agree with you. Help us to be a people that rejoice in you, even in the midst of the trial, that we make that, that prayer, that supplication, we give it to God with thanksgiving so we can leave it at his feet. We can leave it and let him do what he needs to do in our life. In verse 7, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God. The peace of God. The understanding, it will guard your hearts. Let his peace. And today, if you struggle, Lord, uh, today is the day, Lord, let your peace that surpasses all understanding. What's that mean? That means you can't do it by yourself. It doesn't make sense in your own natural way. It doesn't make sense. So you are coming to God saying, Lord, I give you everything. I give you my anxieties. I give you my worries. I give you my problems. I don't know what to do. And now I'm going to leave it at your feet. And I am going to walk away in a place of peace. Not an understanding in my mind peace, but a peace that says the God of the universe is now on the case. And now I get to step out. Anybody? That's difficult. But when we train ourselves to do what the word has said, Lord, I lay it at your feet. I leave it. No more anxiety about it. We do it over and over. We learn and we grow and we walk in it. We learn and we grow with my children when they're eight. I'll tell you what, Chandler going up chimney rocks. I was like, I'm holding on to that kid. Jordan, there was no fear. Like, just do your thing. Make it happen. Avery, she's going to be fine. I'm good. Kate, maybe a little bit but she's getting there, right? But Chandler, I was like, I just want to be sure. He's so confident. He's so whatever. He could be too confident and just like try to jump somewhere. And I'm like, we're not jumping anywhere. I'm holding your hand, right? There's a, a growth and I learn. I learn what I need. And in our life, we learn, Lord Jesus, would you help us? Help us leave it at your feet. Help us rejoice in you, even in the midst of the problem. Help us walk in you with a peace that passes all understanding in our lives, because we need you to guard our hearts. We need him. I can't do it by myself. I, I'm not speaking anything over. You can't do it on your own. You need him to guard your heart, to give you peace, to lay the anxiety down, to lay the needs down and say, God, I've given them to you. And now a peace within me is what's going to be. You're God. You be God in my life. You're the king. I'm not. You're our creator, our savior, and our Lord. I'm not, so I'm going to lay it at your feet. There's only one true option for peace, and that's Jesus. There's only one option. If you want peace in your life that passes all understanding, you have to be rested in, standing on, agreeing with Jesus, rejoicing in him. He's so good. He's so good. And finally the day as we Head towards home here. Act in Jesus. Verse 8 and 9. Say, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. And the God of peace will be with you. Whatever is just, pure, lovely, commendable. If there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, 
think on these things. It, it, it's taking it from now, I've got to make it happen to, I'm going to act in you. I'm going to act in Jesus. I'm going to let him be the king and the savior. I'm not going to do it on my own, Lord. I'm going to be what you've called me to be. I need your strength. Is there anybody in the room, Lord, help me. Lord, we need you. We need you to be just and pure and lovely and commendable and of excellence. We need you to be able to give you praise and worthy, to worship you, to give you glory. Today we have to act in the King and in Him and walk in Him. Meditate on the goodness of God. And maybe today this week has been difficult for you. Maybe worry or anxiety has been difficult. You're like, I don't want it. I don't like it. Maybe this week there's problems. Maybe this week there's situations. Maybe there's in your own body things that you're like, oh, if I could just not be in pain. Or maybe today if, it, ah, if something was just fixed. Or maybe it's a relationship or someone you loved. Or maybe a job situation. It could be anything. It could be anything today. You say, Lord, I need you. I need your peace. I need to stand in you. He gives us the way, the practical way. Whatever's true, whatever's honorable, whatever's just, whatever's pure, whatever's lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Let our hearts be set on the things above. And as we meditate on Him, and we meditate on His goodness, we meditate on His grace, we meditate on His love and who He is, we meditate on Jesus and begin to walk and act in Jesus. We walk in Him. It's not us doing our own thing, but it's us walking in Jesus. Then all of a sudden, everything begins to look a little bit different. Everything is a little different in our life because it's not my problems and my anxieties and my worries and what I'm struggling with and my pain, but instead, Lord, I am now thinking in the heavenly realm. I'm thinking on you. I'm thinking on things that are true and honorable and just and pure and lovely, commendable. I'm thinking on things that are above me, that I can't even have. Can we have that stuff? We can't, not without Jesus. When we act in Jesus, then all of a sudden I can be and show those qualities. I can let love pour from me. I can let the goodness of God, I can be true and honorable and just and pure. But church, you can't do it on your own. So today, can we say, God, would you move in my life? Would you show up in my life? I give it to you. I make my supplication known. In fact, right now, maybe you could start praying right where you are. Lord, there's some, a problem and I need you to help me. Lord, would you heal me? Lord, this relationship, this job, this situation. Lord, my tongue. Last week we talked about jealousy or talked about things that are in a bad list with other things that seem way worse. Lord, don't let little things be all right that I would call little. Lord, nothing's little to you. So, Lord, will you take my tongue or my jealousy or my gossip or my anger? Lord, would you take the stuff that's not of you? And, Lord, would you help me now look at you lovely and just and pure and noble? Lord, things I can't be without you. Lord, let that be what my heart meditates on. Let you be what my heart meditates on. Lord, this morning, that's our prayer. Lord, as we need you, we're not good enough. We don't have enough wisdom. We don't have enough insight, Lord. We don't have enough of the answer. We don't have enough friends, Lord Jesus. We don't have enough whatever to get us through, but we have you. And this morning, we ask you to help us. 
by the power of the Spirit that we would make our supplications known. And then, Lord, that you would guard our hearts, that you, Lord Jesus, would do it, and that peace that passes all understanding would be what we are about. Lord, because we're rejoicing in you. We're rejoicing in your goodness. In fact, Lord, today would you help us know that it's simply time to rejoice. Today is the day of rejoicing. No matter what my situation looks like, today is the day, Lord, let us rejoice. If it's good, thank you, God, and Lord, we're going to rejoice. But if it's difficult or even the most difficult season of someone's life in the room, Lord, help us rejoice in you. Lord, help us rejoice in you. Lord, help us walk in you and your spirit. Lord, we need you. We stand in you. We agree in you. Church, if we could this morning, could we just stand if you're able all over the room? This morning, we're going to take a few minutes and sing Echo Holy, a song we, I think we sang second this morning, a brand new song. There's something about rejoicing. There's something about giving praise and honor. And I feel there's some people today that you need to rejoice, but you need to rejoice in the midst of. You need to rejoice not because of this feeling, but because, Lord, you told me to rejoice. And today, lay your cares and your anxieties at his feet. And let your supplication be known. And then, Lord, we're going to sing and we're going to pray and we're going to meditate on your word. And we're going to walk in your love and who you've called us to be. So this morning, let's give it all to him. Let's let him lead us to that place so we can go this morning and take the goodness of God, the reasonableness of God, the power of God to our world. Not because we're great, because he is great. And we're going to act in him today. So let's, let's sing this. Let's mean it. Let's make this a prayer time personally. Whatever you're dealing with, lay it at the feet of Jesus this morning. Yes, Lord, come on. Come on. He's good this morning, church. Before we leave this morning, Suja has a word that I think is for somebody here today. And I want to encourage you, tune your heart. If this word is for you, Maybe there's more than one today. God is speaking. He wants to speak to you right where you are. And he wants to touch you. And so, Suja, what's the word today for the church? God is showing me that um, someone is asking, God, you're powerful, you're almighty. You are a God of a breakthrough. But you know me. You are holy. Are you willing to help me? Are you willing to help me? So God is showing that he is waiting with arms open wide. All you have to try, do is trust and run into his arms. Come on. Come on today. If you're here and you know, but are you going to? He's here for you. So Lord, before we would leave, Lord, we pray for this person or maybe more than one, Lord Jesus, that needs you. They know. They know, but they're asking, Lord, are you going to do it for them in their life? Lord, we pray that right now, Lord, you would let them experience you right here, right in this moment. Your love, your arms wrapping them up. Lord, your supernatural touch in their life. Whatever they're just asking for, whatever they're waiting for, Lord, let them believe and stand in it. And Lord, right now, would you begin to bring that to pass in their life? Lord, we're thankful for speaking. Lord, for one today, for taking a couple minutes for one person to let them know that you hear them, you know them, and you have them. Jesus. Lord, as a church today, let us go, Lord, to act in you, to walk in you, to rejoice in you today. Lord, no matter what it is in our life, we rejoice and give you praise, and we will walk with a peace that passes all understanding, because we've laid our anxiety, we've laid our questions, we've laid even our requests at your feet, we've given them to you. 
And now we walk free and whole in you today, Jesus. We love you. We thank you. Thank you that you know us. That you know us by name. You know the number of hairs in our head, God. Your word says, Lord, you care for each one today. And we're going to walk in you and the power of you, Jesus. Today, today we walk in you. So use us this week, God, to be your hands and feet. To, to speak a life, Lord, maybe with those that are going to be trick-or-treating, Lord. Let each one of us, wherever, wherever we are, bring light into our communities. Your truth into our communities, God. Your word into our communities. We thank you. Give us a love for your word, Jesus. You're so good. We love you and thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for being here. If that word was for you and you would like to talk, come. I would love to talk to you after service chase me down. I would love just to uh, pray for you maybe individually today. God is good, church. He loves you. Let's worship him. Let's rejoice this week. He's so good. This week, be careful what you watch. Be careful what you listen to. Be careful what you talk about. Savor the presence of Jesus. We'll see you again next week.